Hello, and welcome back to the Magical Mystery Podcast. Legends of Philadelphia. Roll out. <laughs> These are your hosts. <laughs> Tony Trove, the mysterious one, and Johnny Zito, the, the whimsical one. <laughs> I'm Brian here. No, I'm Brian Bierman just sitting here as my guitar silently whimpers, helping out on engineering duties. You might be wondering, is this just an excuse to nerd out about the Beatles? Hmm. Well, in hmm. addition to being born and raised in Philadelphia, Tony Trove and Zito have a lifestyle, lifestyle brand, South yeah. Fellini, that focuses on Philly culture and in-jokes. Lots of times customers will ask, why don't you ever talk about nice boys like the Rat Pack? <laughs> <laughs> or they want to know why Sergeant Pepper isn't tougher on crime. <laughs> So we decided to start this podcast as an easy explainer for new Philadelphians and a refresher for the old heads. The city fascinates and excites us, so we're hoping to share that with you. Damn, that's a lot of Beatle puns, Zito, for a non-Beatles fan. Well, I mean, I do my research. <laughs> I look into the I look into the topic every week. I do a, a solid Google. Zito Wikipedia music. <laughs> Like a robot discovering music for the first yeah. time. Yeah. I was like, move to tears. What I understand what? this. <laughs> uh yeah, we're tackling we're tackling the, the Beatles in Philadelphia on this episode. And I uh I am not a huge Beatles fan, but um but Trove and Beerman are are such big Beatles fans that um it wouldn't even matter if I was here. So Well let me ask you something, Zito. Do you also <laughs> Do, do you hate clouds? Do you, also, do you hate puppies? Don't like the Beatles. This is why I will never really be friends, you know. And this has been a this has been a thorn in my side. This has been a wedge in our relationship for a long time. I went to go see that horrible Superman movie, and I told you I enjoyed it. And you you can't even watch the goddamn Get Back movie. I watched I watched Let It Be. You can't watch it. You watch everything. You can't watch the Beatles movie. <laughs> You have time for you have you have time for the Star Trek show for children, but you can't. Prodigy on Paramount Plus, yeah, you know it's a Nickelodeon <laughs> produced show. I think it's very good for the kids. Oh, All, right. All right, let's say let's get out of Beerman. Let's, let's let's get back, Beerman. I've seen Let It Be. I've seen Magical Mystery Tour. I've seen uh, Yellow Submarine. I like the Beatles movies. I, I like. Help. You just named all their. You, you just named their worst movies. To you, that's not <laughs> what the that's that's what the Beatles are to you. <laughs> <laughs> they make beautiful music. They don't make bad movies. They make bad movies, but that's what's not great about the Beatles, you know. But the know. new movie is cool not bad. It's, the new movie is great. The new movie is great because it's about making a bad movie, and that's what's great about it. <laughs> <laughs> Zito likes them as actors. He doesn't like their music. He's like that character. They're very funny like... and help. They're very funny uh, with George's or Paul's grand, grandpa. All the jokes with that's a hard grand... day's that's night. Hard day's night. That's all, it's also very good. Did, are you are you are you trolling us? We're gonna get a lot of tweets about this episode. I'm gonna tweet at you. <laughs> Take away his blue check. I demand it. Paul McCartney's gonna come and kick me in the shin later. He doesn't do that. He's a stone, oh. stone number one Rolling Stones fan. That's not true. I am also that. And, also, <laughs> and if anyone thinks they're a bigger South Philly number one fan, I'll I'll fight me. I'll fight me. <laughs> fight me. 
number one fan in South Philly. Number one Beatles fan. And I have number Laying one. down the gauntlet. Yeah. Oh, man. This is uh, this feels like it's kind of sort of a wrestling episode, too. It's very aggressive. I, me- I messaged you both privately that Zito is it today. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Oh, no. Uh, okay, many people took uh, a minute over the holiday break uh, to watch the new Beatles documentary, Get Back, uh, a remixing. A and minute. Expansion. Nine hours. <laughs> it's a long time. It's a, it's a long, it's a commitment. It's a long minute. A minute. Uh, it's a remixing and expansion of the old documentary, Let It Be. And uh, it got us thinking about the Fab Four's relationship to Philadelphia. The Beatles only played twice <laughs> in the city of brotherly love, but made quite an impression writing one, maybe two hits on their uh, on their trip here. So join us as we explore Beatlemania on the Schuylkill in today's episode of Legends of Philadelphia. I'm excited. I can tell you like tapping. Is there a tapping? Was it me? Yeah, I think you were tapping. I, I, oh, it stopped. Is that was that <laughs> Beerman, I am also fired up. So let's. You guys are so excited, you're vibrating. <laughs> A little help from my Beerman. <laughs> Hit it, Beerman. Hit it. Hit it. Hit it. Um, okay, you guys. Um, here we go. What? Where? Uh, Beerman, what is your? Are you a fan of the Beatles? Do you know much about the Beatles and and their time in Philadelphia? Yes. I I I I know they played Philly because I watched. There's a video of uh, them at was it Convention Hall, uh, the Civic Center, yeah, Civic Center, and uh, it's 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 like every Beatles concert. You can't really hear them, and the women are just orgasming everywhere. <laughs> and uh, uh, Civic Center like, <laughs> was quite a building for things like that. I guess they <laughs> <laughs> really like architecture. Yeah. <laughs> uh but uh big fan big and they and they uh had more um to do with the area than i realized the the picture i'm for this episode i'm sure if you're listening to it is the all four of the beatles holding a hoagie <laughs> <laughs> there's no way that's not the picture what is I don't really even like they played in Philadelphia. What did the Beatles eat when they came to Philadelphia? Well, we know they had a hoagie in Atlantic hoagie. City. What kind of hoagie was it? What kind of hoagie was it? They didn't put mayo on it, did they? Oh, uh, you know they did. No. George loves no, mayo. No, no. They they all took one bite of it for the picture. They spit it out and then, <laughs> and, they went, <laughs> and then they ate some bangers and mash off camera. Bangers that's, and mash. As they, <laughs> they're fucking. That's what they're, that's what British people that's eat. What, that's what they eat in, in the movie. They eat just like like mashed potatoes. They, <laughs> British people. <laughs> what about you, Trover? You a huge Beatles fan? Yeah, yes, you know I enjoy the music. Yes, I enjoy the music of John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Changed my life. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I bought a I bought a a Beatles fake book. I enjoyed the movie so much. I've been playing the song so much. I really enjoy uh, really enjoy their music. I enjoyed the movie. You're not going to talk about your your Beatles cover band in high school. I, where do you want to start? Where do you want to? I, look, <laughs> I've been alert. I love the Beatles. What do you want me to say? Do you know? Don't laugh at our love. Don't laugh not, at it. Everyone, I'm not. When you play the guitar. You want play the Beatles, man. It's like it's it's like a it's a library of 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 songs to learn if you play 
a musical instrument, which you clearly have no care for. <laughs> <laughs> I have no musical talent. I can't even play the kazoo. I I uh, I do enjoy I do enjoy music. I do like the Beatles. I'm uh, I, I'm just I'm <laughs> I'm just. You guys are really excited, and I'm just really excited for you. Uh, I, uh, I, I've watched, uh, I haven't watched this Beatles documentary, but I watched Let It Be. I've, uh, always been fascinated by the explosion of 60s celebrity and how that intersects Is with Is my media. love of it make you hate it? Is that why you won't, like, try it? <laughs> I understand that. I can understand He's how, rebelling. like... He's rebelling. I like, all of these songs are good. I don't have, I don't have anything bad to say about the Beatles. I just don't like the music. You just don't. They're they're fine. They're good. I like them. I was always no. They're not fine. Wait, wait, you sell your soul to Millhouse? Is that why you they're can't fine. enjoy? Is the sun fine? Is the sun Are flowers fine? fine? <laughs> Are daffodils fine? Are panda bears fine? They're a great band. They're a really great band. They make great movies too. They should have done that Lord of the Rings movie. Oh, they should have. They should have. Which one would have been the, Frodo? I uh, Ringo, one, definitely. Definitely no. Ringo. <laughs> His name has got ring in it, so that's true. Oh, that's really true. So you know, I uh, I'm familiar with uh, some of this story, and of course, Trove has been a huge Beatles fan for as long as I've known him, and I've absorbed so much information from him over the years, so much like pop culture knowledge of the Beatles. Um, in fact, I'm pretty sure he's the. I'm, I'm positive he's the first person Unwanted to like, show me all of these movies. <laughs> Unwanted trivia about the Beatles. We saw Hard Day's Night at the Ritz. Yeah, we did. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. It was the first time I'd seen it. Yeah. Zito slept through it. No. <laughs> Listen, every week we get on here and it's like, hey, Beerman, have you ever done this? No. Do you know about this? No. This is the one time I, I know exactly what we're talking about. I'm just, I'm excited for you guys. I'm excited for you guys. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, okay, um, the Beatles' first appearance uh, on Ed Sullivan drew 73 million viewers, a record 45% of all TV viewers in America at the time. That's fucking nuts. That's crazy. Uh, before the Fab Four had flown back home across the pond, local DJ Hylett, uh had booked them for a September 2nd, 1964 show in Philadelphia. It was a Wednesday. That's why Hylett is cooler than Jerry Blavitt. <laughs> Damn. Uh, High Lit paid $25,000 to the William Morris Agency, which represented the Beatles for the midweek concert at the convention hall, the old Civic Center near Franklin Field. Uh, can we, who's High Lit? We should explain that. He, uh, he was a, a DJ. He was a, he was a very, very popular Philadelphia DJ uh, um, back in the late 50s, early 60s, he dominated the market um, similar to the way that, like, um, uh, uh, DiBella would years and years later. <laughs> but he had, he had more, he had, he had his finger on the pulse of, like, musical taste. And I've brought this up a bunch of times. There's, like, this rumor that he put a hit, that Jerry Blavitt put a hit out on High Lit. <laughs> like, like some, like, he's like a mob wannabe. And, he and Jerry Blavitt it. represents like an older version of music, the, that Cameo Parkway earlier, you know, 50s uh, Philadelphia scene. And High Lit is like Do-wop. the new, yeah, he's the, he's the new up and coming rock and roll. 
He's doing the twist. He's doing the twist. He's booking the Beatles. Booked the Beatles. Pretty big deal. Yeah. That's a big deal. I, 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 I mean, I'd say so. He recognized a good they thing. take down the Jerry Blavitt mural, put up the high lit mural. <laughs> <laughs> Not there's two murals. There can only be one. <laughs> yeah, let's get a protest going. Let's no, do they've, it. These guys have been feuding for a long time, and I enjoy that. Uh, ticket, <laughs> ticket prices for the show zoomed from $2.50 uh, when the concert was announced in May to $5.50 in September by the time uh, of the show. Yeah, five. What's five fifty in uh, nineteen sixty four? I'll look it up. <laughs> People love this. We haven't recorded an episode in like a month, so we're very excitable. <laughs> Obviously, I'm very giggly today. Yeah, and uh, and we're recording this in the time between Christmas and New Year, so uh, a time that doesn't truly exist. And yeah, maybe we, and maybe we never lot. left this time. Maybe we stay in this. In this yeah, time. actually, I wouldn't mind. Uh, so, uh, the, uh, 550 and 64 is 4636, which is still pretty, uh, that's not bad. No, no, it's still not, good. It's still good to see the Beatles. Uh, but before the Beatles, uh, made it to Philadelphia, they had an engagement on August 30th for 18,000 fans at the convention hall in Atlantic city. Uh, there they had stayed at the Lafayette hotel, uh, the night before the show, and then after the show, the Beatles left the venue in a laundry truck as their limousine was too conspicuous. <laughs> they they had the like they're like in those big things of like dirty underwear. It's like Ringo, you gotta you gotta hide hide down here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is I guess all that hard days night stuff. Yeah, it's very literally that. Uh, Beatlemania was in full swing that summer, and mobs of girls stormed the metal doors of the historic convention hall. The Fab Four opened their twelve song set with. Twist and shout, and end it with Long Tall Sally. The uh, whole show clocked in at a little more than a half hour. No encores. They were tight, dude. In and out. They got a laundry truck running outside. They, they got to yeah, get yeah. to Yeah, the, the, the gas costs money. <laughs> uh, during their brief stay in AC, the lads did have a chance to slip away from their adoring fans long enough to enjoy a very lengthy sandwich at the White House sub shop. This is the photo we talked about a few minutes ago. <laughs> Uh, the Beatles order, ordered the legendary White House six-footer. Uh, <laughs> there is a famous photo of the group posing with the submarine sandwich that ha- has graced Sub- the walls of the sub shop ever since. Do they say sub shop or do they say hoagie there? Um, I, I guess they say sub shop probably for, so that they can make yellow submarine jokes would be my guess. They, uh, they do say, they say guess- submarine. <laughs> there it is. There it yeah. is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that night, in their hotel room, John Lennon and Paul McCartney wrote the song Every Little Thing, which would appear on their upcoming Beatles for Sale album in the UK. But you guys were telling me there might have been another song. I think there was another song, but I forget what it is. But they were so Dude. high on this hoagie, they were, they were like riding high. They were like, they were we got to write a song. Say it, I got two songs. I got two songs. They're high, They're on, high gabagool. on Gabagool. Yeah. They're high on Gabagool. They wrote a timpani part for Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> All those Italian deli meats, they just mm-hmm. like opened mm-hmm. their During, minds. They opened their minds. Yeah, they, they, yeah. that was like. Salted that, meats. Acid. Who cares about that? Sub shops, dude. Yeah, Hogan's. what was their lunch meat phase? Mm-hmm. I want to <laughs> I want to talk about their salted meat phase. <laughs> George got gout. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
so you don't you don't remember what you thought the other song might be? You guys, like, I, 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 this I, I think it was like something at, like also from I guess from Beatles for Sale, Beatles like another sure. like I don't want to spoil the party, like another like <laughs> buried in the uh, in the album kind of tune, an album cut, an album cut. So uh, yeah, they put this song together. Every little thing, uh, the night before coming to Philadelphia. You know that inspired it though. Like, there's no that way. Hoagie, it didn't. yeah. It, they had six feet of hoagie <laughs> between four of them. <laughs> I mean, they travel the world, but how often do they see one of those? Huh? Yeah. <sighs> and you know, th- mm, this makes me when they talk about that world's biggest hoagie, but it was all those hoagies next to each other. Uh, this was clearly a bigger hoagie because it's one hoagie. It's six foot. Six it's foot. very impressive. It's pro- it was definitely the biggest hoagie that these boys from Liverpool had ever seen before. <laughs> it's the size of a beetle. It's as long as a beetle. Is. <laughs> they went back to their hotels later, and they were like, biggest sandwich I ever seen. Yeah. yeah <laughs> they like they called their mom in, in, in England and told mom. them about it. <laughs> hey, mom. <laughs> Stop making fun of the way Paul McCartney talks. <laughs> He makes fun of the way you talk. How about that? <laughs> yo, cuz. Yeah, yo, yo, cuz. Let me get one of those Johns, cuz. <laughs> Pouty partner. Water. Let me get some water. The impression of <laughs> Paul, Paul doing McCarty you. doing an impression of <laughs> me yeah. is very fun. <laughs> he heard what you said. <laughs> he heard you. He listens to all of these. He listens to all the Beatles podcasts. He's a yeah. big fan. He's a big fan. Mm-hmm. Ringo hates us. Though. Ring- <laughs> <laughs> uh, sec- uh, security precautions for the Beatles' arrival in Philadelphia were expansive uh, and ingenious. Uh, coming from a concert in Atlantic City, thousands of fans lined the route to Philadelphia along the Black Horse Pike. Oh, wow. That's nuts. Yeah. Thousands <laughs> more staked out key locations near Center City Hotels and Convention Hall. Oh, wow. That's that's crazy. And scary. Half a dozen decoy limousines were dispatched from the Beatles' Atlantic City Hotel, and the guests of honor were splintered out of town unnoticed, were spirited out of town unnoticed in the back of a Hackney's seafood restaurant truck equipped with four <laughs> cots and an easy chair. Who organized this? Did... There's only three Did... cots. Ringo, you got to sit in this tub of shrimp. I'm sorry. <laughs> George, here's your rocket skates. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't forget your helmet. <laughs> uh, the police. The police put this together. Um, at mm. the time, uh, they were in charge of this, and they were just uh, trying to keep crowds under control and keep the kids safe, the, the young Beatles safe. They are uh, visiting celebrities. Nobody wants to be responsible for... Them yeah, getting the Beatles mauled. Di- if the, if the Beatles have got mauled to death. That's a that's a PR nightmare. That's on you. Yeah, that's on you. You're the you're never, the. I'm never gonna hear the end of this. <laughs> you're the police chief. You lost the Beatles. Well, I know. I I only lost one. There's still three of them. And they're <laughs> yeah. Come on. Replaceable. <laughs> just get the old drummer back. Just get just get her clapping yeah, yeah, yeah. in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, if you watched Get Back, you would get. I know, I know, yeah. George. Like you're, yeah, because you heard me and Peter were talking about it. I know about George. About Clap- George, <laughs> I know about George and Eric Clapton. I know. Real quick, real quick. So we're recording this the week after Christmas, and last week I was here helping 
<laughs> with the pickups in the mail and and because uh, uh, Zito was leaving Ed Zito is like he's like you two are gonna be talking about the Beatles all day I'm like no we're not no we're not and then I had to bring the mail over at five and it was like 505 and we've been talking about the Beatles all day and I was like god damn it and I like ran over there with the mail luckily I got it out and I was like, Vito can never know about this. Do nev- I can, he can never know about this. I'll never hear the end of it. <laughs> yes, we were talking, but we were we singing were and to, dancing. We were listening to the demos of the White Beatles. Album. Come on. Come on. Uh, you didn't have to tell me that. Like the, like, like pretty, I don't know. What did you... Did you... Did you Tell them you knew Sue, and they like let you in. Is that how you? Like, yeah. I, no, they they still had the they had the thing out. Oh, it was man. for Beatles fans only. It said Beatles. <laughs> no, no Rolling Stones, no Zitos. They asked me uh, trivia questions. They were like, "Who's the Beatles' roadie?" I was like, "Are you serious? Are you, are you seriously asking me who Mal Evans is?" For the rest of us who bring the mail on time, we don't need to know this Beatles trivia. It's only if you get late. It's only if you get get your orders in time. And I were... It's a little known We were enjoying enjoying, enjoying the White Album demos. The The, the the Escher sessions. It wasn't even even the real. It wasn't even the the real album. It was the demos. Don't judge us. I'm not. I'm happy for you guys. He told me that that was his favorite record, and I said, it's mine, too. And I said, you ever listen to the demos? And he said, no. Well, now I have. Now you have. And then the next day, you came in, and you, Zito was looking for, like, this chill wave uh, mix or whatever. He's like, I had to scroll through five hours of Beatles <laughs> videos to find this. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Sorry, Zito needs his chill wave. Zito needs that. <laughs> I got. I had to take yeah, off my beetle wig yeah. as soon as he got here. I had to had take a, off our, my beetle wig. We had our rackets, <laughs> <laughs> mop tops. We, we remember. Yeah. We were giant beetle boots. Yeah, we beetle, beetle boots. boots. <laughs> <laughs> you guys do have these these mop top haircuts. I, I, I they are so stylish right now. I did want to mention. Yeah. Yes. Uh. Go on. Uh. Go ahead. Chill wave, Zito. Uh, so the plan to sneak the the Beatles into Philadelphia in a seafood truck worked. Uh, High Lit re- later recalled, quote, all they asked for was a place to sleep, end quote, which is why the truck had cots in it. Uh, the plan worked to perfection. The decoy limos attracted the fans, and the mackerel crowded fish truck uh, full of snoozing mop tops arrived unmolested, unmolested. at the convention center. Do you, do you think it stunk at seafood? Yeah, I do. I do don't think... <laughs> I think they were like, let's put these sissy boys in this fish truck and, uh, and show them what they make my they make my wife yeah. and my daughter scream like like a bunch of teamsters <laughs> put their own in the back of a fish truck. Yeah, yes, I do. I think they were treated. You think that's the deal? We're uh, you're gonna get there alive, but it's not gonna smell good. Hmm. So when they when when they were touring, their schedule was like nuts. They were playing every day. They were playing like like doing TV appearances, radio things, everywhere they went. Like, it, it was just like, it couldn't, it must have been so tiring and stressful. Yeah, they had, just uh, like this was at the end non-stop. of Non-stop. Uh, yeah, they came over, they did um, uh, Ed Sullivan, and then they toured across the country. Uh, when Paul McCartney got to Philadelphia and met the concert promoter for the first time, he asked, uh, what is a highlight? 
<laughs> I, think, I think his name is short for Hyman. The, the Beatles didn't even know who they were playing for. They were just showing up to, uh, to a gig. It's just one after another. Uh, they opened with uh, Twist and Shout and followed by All My Loving, uh, then Roll Over Beethoven, Can't Buy Me Love, I Want to Hold Your Hand, A Hard Day's Night, and Long Tall Sally. Again, ending All with hits. Long Tall Sally. All hits. Yeah, it seems All like, bangers. It, it seems like at every show they might have mixed up the uh, the order of this stuff, but they always opened and closed with uh, Twist and Shout and Long Tall Sally. And you know what they do that's cute? They bow after every song. Is that for real? Solid. Well, every song? I don't know no, about every. I don't know about every song, but they do it a lot. They bow a lot. Uh, despite a sellout crowd of twelve thousand eighty-seven, uh, Lit actually lost money on the Beatles, uh, about five thousand dollars or so, because many high-ranking city officials expected free tickets for their children and families in exchange for the extra manpower required to host the Beatles. Oh man! So by the time they Damn. got here, they, they'd been touring Damn. for so Handouts. long and got so popular. Yeah. They'd gotten and, so popular in those couple of months that it was uh, cost prohibitive even to to book these guys. Uh, it required so much security and infrastructure. But I mean, listen, we're doing. There's a Legends of Philadelphia episode about it, so it was worth it in the long run. That's a good point. It makes me think you could probably do an episode uh, any town that they toured to in that first uh, yeah, 1964 sure they, tour. They, that, they 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 got snuck out of. All kinds of different trucks. Yeah, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There's a crazy story at each one of those towns, right? It's like Menorah. Sorry. Sorry, John. <laughs> you got to sit in this. It's always somebody's turn. Philadelphia was the 10th of a month-long tour of 23 American cities. On September 21st, the Beatles left for England. Going back home. Go, take, back to basics. Going to go see their moms. And see, I think I, I, I think during this period, like, they, they them being in Philadelphia, like, made them inspire them to write different songs like lovely rita meter maid was about a a, a ppa <laughs> a girl who works at the ppa and uh blackbirds about some pigeons rocky raccoon is about a raccoon obviously uh what about <clears throat> i want to hold your hoagie <laughs> or fixing a pothole <laughs> or the long hot winding road my wife wrote that one <laughs> losing this guy with dickheads and <laughs> lady madonna but madonna is beerman from his madonna cover band manterial girl <laughs> uh, john lennon john lennon john lennon and uh this is a deep cut but not for nothing's gonna change my world <laughs> Uh, Trove texted me. He's like, I got all these Beatles puns. I was like, so do I. <laughs> Those are good. Those are really good. Well, we could keep going. We could probably give us a week. Next week, we'll, we're just going to be a Beatles podcast from now on. Yeah. Yeah. We're going well, well, we're gonna to convert Zito. I'm into it. There is a, we're not going to cover it today, but there's a whole there's a whole John Lennon in Philadelphia. Yeah, there'll be a part two. Yeah, well, so maybe in a couple yeah, of weeks we'll, we'll follow up. <laughs> vote on Spotify. Yes or yes. Yes or yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Beatles returned to Philadelphia two years later for a show on August 16th. It was the fifth date of the Beatles' final tour. They performed one concert before 20,000 people at John F. Kennedy Stadium. Damn. Damn. 20,000. Yes. Uh, pop concerts in those days were like reviews with numerous acts preceding the headliners. Uh, in 66, the opening acts were the Ronettes, uh, the girl Pretty group cool. the Ronettes. 
yeah. Garage Rockers, The Remains, uh, The Circle, also managed by uh, by Brian Epstein, like the Beatles, and um, and uh, Bobby Hebb. Sunny, very cool. The concert began at 8 p.m. The stadium had 60,000 seats available, but by this point in their career, the Beatles were only able to sell around a third of the tickets. Uh, John Lennon's statement in an interview with pop journalist Maureen Cleave stating, quote, we're more popular than Jesus now, end quote, provoked ugly backlash and protests in the U.S., so ticket sales were lower than on previous tours. Yeah, pe- this is when people were burning their records and stuff. Yeah, there were, there were a lot of backlash. People were pe- A lot of people wanted to hate on them to begin with, I'm sure, because they were so popular and they were looking for an excuse. And their wives liked them. Yeah, that's what I think a lot of this is. Uh, a lot of the Beatles' treatment is probably, you know, jealousy. Uh, <laughs> they are literally bigger than Jesus. I don't disagree with John. In Pennsylvania, State Senator Robert Fleming, a Republican, said he was, quote, shocked, unquote, by <laughs> Lennon's remarks and announced that he would offer a resolution in the Pennsylvania legisl- legislature on August 8th calling for all talent agents in the state to refuse to book the Beatles and to cancel any engagements already made. As wow. We- Canceled. Cancel it. The one in Philadelphia was already scheduled for the Beatles' planned tour. Senator Fleming's resolution also proposed contacting radio and TV stations to request they stop playing the Beatles records and that owners of jukeboxes also remove Beatles records from their machines. Kind of no, make, makes me like them more, I guess. Is yeah, now, <laughs> na, 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 now I'm a rebel for liking the Beatles? Yeah. This is like, this is funny how, th- how this is just like what goes on today, um, uh, you know, popular culture, politics, like they're going to legislate where the Beatles can be booked because uh, he said something about Jesus, it's definitely like virtue signaling and and just ugly. Yeah, well, well, there was nothing else going on in 1966 more important than that. <laughs> go 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 see a western. <laughs> Is Vampirella out Is yet? Or that's no, not that's yet. Pre pre Vampirella, there was nothing to do. Uh, well, uh, the Beatles had a, a pretty good monopoly on the culture. Uh, while they no longer cultivated a lovable mop-top image, uh, exuberant youths gracing the covers of every teen magazine, uh, instead they strived to project an image as producers of extraordinary music. So uh, they were trying to be more grown up and, and, and be taken more seriously. Uh, Beatlemania was dying down, at least the screaming hordes of teens pulling their hair and peeing their pants. That image <laughs> had been cemented. That, that would have been me if I was there. Yeah. Uh, that image had been cemented by the Beatles' performances <laughs> to 55K Wild fans at Shea Stadium in 1965. That performance was filmed and released as a movie. Uh, the stadium concert tour was supposed to duplicate that experience all over the country. Yeah, the the footage of that is nuts. They're, like, stretching out teenage girls and stuff, like... They're just people are trying to to run down on the field, and cops have to like stop them and all. It's like another case of like, come to this and act like a crazy person. That's where we're all, yeah. we're all yeah. gonna, we all agree we're all gonna do this. Hysteria. I booked, <laughs> I booked the stadium. And I guess that's what, what that's the experience you're hoping for on the '66 tour. You saw you, if you missed them in '64, you saw the movie in '65. You're trying to get that in '66 when they come back through. And the promoters are expecting that because they booked all of these giant stadiums. And uh, apparently 1966 was really the first year of any outdoor stadium concerts like this. And the Beatles American Tour was not a huge success because of it. For example, uh, the famous performance at Candlestick Park only has about 25,000 in attendance, despite the stadium seating 45,000. Wow. 
I'd still go. Uh, people were just not that accustomed to huge outdoor concerts. The stage was set up far from the seats, and the sound equipment was uh, was meager compared to what we have today. Uh, only five mics were on stage for vocals, uh, and the band had no equipment uh, except for their own amps. Uh, I think if, if I'm I'm not sure if I'm getting this right, but I think Ringo knocks his microphone down during the Candlestick Park performance, and so there's no audio from him, for, oh, no wow. no vocal audio from him. Yeah, it was like you couldn't, and over the screaming girls, like you couldn't hear anything. Yeah. Like they couldn't hear themselves. And like now you go to a concert, like, you know, you, you they have seating all the way up to the now stage. Now it's too yeah, loud. It's, now it's too loud. <laughs> it's too loud. <laughs> I went to my first concert wearing earplugs a couple months ago, and it was it was the best. I started wearing earplugs, tucked yeah. in, Was your t-shirt tucked into your dungarees? Of course. It was Steely Dan, Very- so of course it was. <laughs> To wear your your white Reeboks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, so that this is the era. This is the beginning of the era of outdoor concerts. Uh, it's a uh, much not not really what we have today. If you've been to an outdoor concert, you're uh, it's it's a much more convenient setup than it was then. So uh, this concert at JFK uh, featured an eleven song set, including Yesterday, Day Tripper, and Nowhere Man. Uh, they opened with Chuck Berry rock and roll music, and they closed with a little Richard uh, rocker, Long Tall Sally, just like they did uh, when they came through in '64. Always brings down the house. Brings down the house, little Richard. Uh, in between, they played surprises like Paperback Writer, using advanced production techniques that proved cumbersome for JFK's 1926 infrastructure to handle. Um, I guess uh, you know, again, just they. Don't have the the tape decks, the speakers, the amplification, to, so that people can hear all of this. Uh, John and Paul sang most of the lead vocals, as always, with George stepping to the mic for uh, "If I Needed Someone" and Ringo Starr doing uh, "I Want to Be Your Man." Nice. Everyone gets a song. Everyone gets a tune. Uh, the show took place during the beginning of an electrical storm with near constant lightning, but the rain held off until shortly after the Beatles left stage. So it was like... Even God wanted to see the Beatles. <laughs> so it was very epic. It was, uh, lightning in the distance behind them as they performed, and uh, I'm sure it was really cool if uh, you got to be there. If you got to be there, uh, reach out to us. Let us know. Uh, we would love yeah, to. let us know. Did you pee your pants at the Beatles <laughs> I think it's I think it's maybe unlikely that anybody went to the '64 show that we know that anybody listening went to the '64 show, but twenty thousand people in '66. I'm sure there were some twelve year olds there who who might be listening today. Uh, so reach out to us. The fanatic was there. The fanatic, a, a young fanatic, a, little, a young yes. fanatic. <laughs> he screamed so loud he passed out. They had to carry him out on an ATV before he had his limbs. Because <laughs> he, well, he's an amphibian. <laughs> Uh, All right, that's a statement. That's a choice. That's a T-shirt. It's Arjun story. Phillies, let us write it. <laughs> uh, after the show, the Beatles and their entourage immediately boarded their gray- boarded their Greyhound tour bus and were taken to Philadelphia International Airport, from where they flew to Toronto, Canada, never to return to Philadelphia as Beatles ever again. No, oh. they did not stay uh, a second night. They just flew out to Toronto for the next show. Don't blame him. 
Uh, well, they didn't want to get tagged. They didn't want to get tagged by cornbread. They, uh, they, they were a, like, we got we to gotta get on this plane out and get out of here quick. The, so there's another photo. I don't know if we're going to, which one we're going to use. I guess the hoagie one. But there's another photo of them at like 15th and Snyder. Oh, wow. And it's like the Beatles are brought in Snyder pretty much. And I imagine wow. they probably went to Texas Wieners for lunch that day. Do you think they were at Melrose? I mean, that's right where Melrose is. No, there's like a, it's like, it was like a, it was like an audio place. And it's actually right now it's like, um, it's like, Sushi to go or something like that. Uh, oh, that and it was. Place. What were they buying equipment? They were getting something. I don't for know. The there's show? like a there's like a photo of them like in this place, and there's like an address on there, and it's and it's that address. Oh wow, really? Like That's 15, awesome. Fifteen twenty something Snyder, yeah. Oh, I wish um, I had looked into that. I I I, uh, I would have Googled to see if there was a story. If anybody knows the story, let us know, and we'll put it in the next errors and omissions. It looks like they're doing press. That's what it looks like to me. Did you bomb a cigarette <laughs> off the Beatles at Broad and Snyder? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Braun Snyder was never the same. That's why it's so weird there. And that's how. Lo- <laughs> that's where they took them in Philadelphia. That's like that's crazy. That's crazy. Braun Snyder. Why wouldn't they go to? Why wouldn't Why wouldn't you go? Braun Snyder. The heart of Philadelphia. There's a subway stop. There's Southern. There's uh, <laughs> there. You get La Roses. The uh, old yeah. McDonald's. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, Sneakers. I don't. I mean, I guess there used to be a Woolsworth there. I don't Woolworth, know. I can't imagine sure. why they would be there. Yeah, if not to fish. try maybe the uh, chicken croquette at uh, Melrose or, <laughs> or the French <laughs> onion soup. No, surely not the French onion soup. They're British, so they would never. No. no. But, you, get, uh, you, get, you get snapper soup at the Argan Diner. <laughs> yeah. Fresh turtle, right? Yeah. Do you guys have anything, any other Beatles puns, anything else you want to add about the Beatles uh, and their time in Philadelphia uh, before we give me wrap 10 it up? minutes and I'll have some more. We don't know. I love the, I, I love the Beatles. Uh, I love them. <laughs> never, I'll never get sick of them. I don't care what Zito says. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Chris Gormley's son, Tommy, new Beatles fan. Yeah, see, he he he's like, how old is he? He he was like two years old, and he was he was Paul McCartney from Magical Mystery Tour when they do Your Mother Should Know because he had the cart the right carnation, the white suit. And I was like, man, this kid loves the Beatles, and uh, he loves the Beatles. Yeah, out the womb, out, loves out the, the Beatles. I I really do like the Beatles iconography. I really do like the imagery they created, and I like their <laughs> movies and stuff. <laughs> that, 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 that. That's more insulting. It's more insulting. It's more insulting. Is that more insulting? I'm. Sorry. I like the Beatles' looks. I like their clothes. I'm just saying the same way that, like, you know, Lady Gaga, like, she pushes style and she pushes she she pushes culture. I I appreciate the Beatles for that. I um. You're like I I like Beethoven's uh um wigs. <laughs> I do. Well, yeah, I do too. But like, that's not what he's known for. Either. Well, <laughs> mostly known for. You should watch Let It Be. You should watch Get Back with the sound off, and then you don't got to hear them, but you could watch their clothes. They do have great clothes. A lot of turtlenecks. George's boots in that one. Very and cool. he has crazy boots. Mm-hmm. A lot of yellows. You gotta watch it. It's only eight hours. Come on. <laughs> Hope you really like the song Get Back. <laughs> <laughs> you hear it a hundred times. I mean, this is this is essentially this uh the the, the new documentary is essentially you're watching them play covers and, and in between things and, and maybe work out ideas for songs that are on the album. That's the that's the documentary, right? I mean, that's the one we're talking about. Yeah, they write. You watch Paul write Get Back right before your eyes. It's amazing. Hmm. That's interesting. He's either going to watch just that part on, like, Daily Motion or something. 
<laughs> no, of course not. I have a Disney Plus subscription. And I, no, I would never. I, I, would, I would never pirate that. That's that. silly. No, you. But like, it's not like a moment. It, you, you, you have to go through all eight hours. I. You have how, to experience it. Experience it. It's like how people do. It's Lord the journey. Of the it's I not the destination. The yes, Zito. You're hanging you out it. with the Beatles. Yeah. You're the you're the Beatles friend for eight hours, don't you? You're want like that? the fifth Beatle yeah, on that album, right? No, that's Billy Preston. You're like Billy See, Preston. You know, just watch it, just watch it. Uh, before we uh, <laughs> sign off, I want to make sure to give credit where credit's due. We got a lot of information from this episode from uh, an article in the Reading Eagle by Tony Lucia, and uh, an Inquirer article by Clark DeLeon. So uh, thanks to those guys for uh, Thank you. for writing these articles on these two concerts. Um, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's it. I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed learning about this and, and hearing about it. And uh, I've, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna look them up tonight. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check Google, out these Beatle uh, kids. They sound like <laughs> they uh, they might have something going on. <laughs> uh, yeah, of, I didn't think I was gonna leave this episode being so. So frustrated. You told me I was it, but I think in a, <laughs> in a lot of ways. I shouldn't have given you the heads up. <laughs> in a lot of ways, I just think you guys put yourself out there. And I respect I respect I that vulnerability. Great. I respect that. I think that. I feel great. You should. I'm happy for you guys. Okay. That's all there is to know about Beatlemania on the Schuylkill. Please check out our website, www.southfellini.com. That's S-O-U-T-H-F-E-L-L-I-N-I.com for cool, Philly-inspired merch. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're at South Fellini everywhere. Follow along and join in the conversation. We want to hear from you. Were you at either of these concerts? Do you know why the Beatles were at 15th and Snyder? Um, <laughs> Do you have Beatles puns? Do you Beatles have a Be- puns? Yeah, Beatles song puns that are also yeah, related to Philadelphia? Yeah, all your best Beatles puns. <laughs> Yeah, I I would love to hear them. Look out for new episodes of the podcast every Monday. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Get a booster. Wear a mask. Stay safe. Don't go anywhere. (laughs) Just watch it. Get back for eight hours. Watch it. Get back for eight hours. (laughs) I'm going to watch it again. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. Bye.